Hello, this is Atresa Monique, and I am here with author Chantel Rose. <laughs> How are you doing today, Chantel? I'm doing good, love. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> so, we've had some pretty amazing conversations, yes, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I really wanted to just um, share some of the insight that you and I have been sharing with each other some of that gold and that knowledge. Now, you recently um, published your second book, yes, which is called Never Leave Home Without Your Butterflies. Yes. First of all, and your your first book is uh-huh. called What I Want You to Know. So yes. we'll start with that one. Okay. What I Want You to Know. Uh-huh. What, what inspired that title? Um, what I want you to know was um, an absolute purge in the sense that I'm very passionate about our history and our culture in terms of you know African um, history, the diaspora, and a lot of what has happened in the, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So to kind of give the context too, when I came here from Jamaica, it was a really hard process in kind of being thrown into a history and a culture that I didn't know much about. You know, the N-word, who was Martin Luther King and, and all of this. And then kind of being in this environment and feeling the oppression and the negativity and, and everything that I never dealt with before, it really affected me in a way that, um, I don't say traumatic, but it, it really affected me in a way. And what I want you to know is pretty much my experience and what I've learned, observed and experienced. And I do a lot of reading and research into our history, and I'm very passionate about knowing our history and, and culture. And it's a lot; it's a lifelong journey. So that's kind of how it came about. And with it, it's pretty much acknowledging and saying a lot of things that needed to be said. You know, if we talk about some of the titles, you know, we were never savages. Um, you know, that is a poem that I'm saying for me. I'm saying it for the people. And I'm saying it to us, you know, we were never savages. Um, so that's kind of the context of, of how it came about. And it's for me, it's an important work. It was very hard to, to write, to really go there and, and have to say these things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was you very, opened yourself up and was like vulnerable, you say? Yeah, it was, it was very, very hard. Um, but it, it needed to be said. And I think that's kind of the barrier that's in the way of, you know, black people acknowledging what's what has happened um, is that because it is so hard to face most people keep it at arm's length Um, but it's painful it's necessary um, and and that's really how how we came about so anyone who is getting an introduction to me and my voice I always tell them to start with what I want you to know yeah so I just turned to a page Uh. that (laughs) this title struck me and Mm -hmm. Um, only because I am low-key seeing a lot of this on social media okay. and no one's really talking about it. The uh-huh. title mm-hmm. of this poem is To Bleach or Not to Bleach. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to quickly, or you know what? I want to have you do the honors, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, yeah, to, to just read that and then we're going to dig into it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, so the title is To Bleach or Not to Bleach. To bleach or not to bleach tells me your state of mind. To bleach shows me your self-hatred to be anything other than black. To bleach shows your resentment for the color of your skin. To bleach shows how mentally damaged we are. To try to disassociate with being black. To bleach shows how much we still hurt. 
to bleach gives them the power that they are better than us, for here we are trying to lighten our skin. To bleach reveals yet another trauma of what we continue to face. To bleach tells me that you are not proud to be black. Think about what the act of bleaching symbolizes. Think about the message that is being spread with such an act. Think about why you feel the need to lighten your skin. Think about why you feel light skin will make you better. Think about why you think light skin will make you better then. Think about why you rigorously try to strip away your pigment. To bleach profits from your lack of low self-esteem. To bleach continues the idea of what they perpetuate. So what is, your, what is your reason for bleaching? Let's start there to repair mentally and from within our hearts. What, what inspired, what inspired I, that piece? In 2017, I went back home to Jamaica for about two and a half months. And one, I love my skin. Mm -hmm. I love my skin. Mm -hmm. So to be back in that environment where I'm seeing it so much is very jarring you know and once again it goes to show you that what has happened in the world in terms of slavery has affected us all in different ways mm -hmm. in africa mm -hmm. in the u.s in the caribbean like we're still mentally yeah. damaged yeah. and i think people are not understanding the context of that and it, it really does drive me a, you know just a bit intense about it but to be in jamaica and to see kids kids mm. 14, bleaching. 15, bleaching their skin. Mm. It's so painful to see because I, I know where that is coming from yes. to, to an, to an mm -hmm. extent. Um, so it, it hurts me to see it because I know mentally it's something that they're, they're trying to, um, to change on the outward, but it, it's not about that. And in my book, I have um, in Never Leave Home Without Your Butterflies, I wrote an essay titled it's because i'm black now i'm gonna kind of tie it back into what i'm trying to say with that mm -hmm. is that a lot of what has happened you hear that statement of it's because i'm black and that statement is a victim mentality so what i find is that it's kind of perpetuated in playing the blame game right so it's because i'm black that they don't love me it's because i'm black that you know these things are not happening in the context, it does play a part, but I think people use that mentality as a way to not move forward. And the reality is that no matter how much you lighten your skin, that will not stop them from hating you, you know, because it's what's in a person's heart. So you here you are mentally, you know, hurting and, and suffering and you're lightening your skin to, you know, perhaps make it a little less hateful or a little less hard. Mm -hmm but it's what's in a person's heart. Like your skin ain't got nothing to do with that hate that is coming your way. So that's kind of how that, that came about. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, <laughs> oh, you bringing I, it out yeah, today. <laughs> no, what I will say, because that, that was Ooh. very powerful. And like I said, I'm seeing that a lot. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. And I mm -hmm. um, do know that uh, in Jamaica, that's yeah, it's accepted it's yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a big thing within the culture um, that you have, you know, teenagers and that are bleaching, and it's it's really rampant in Jamaica. Okay, so mm -hmm. with what I want you to know, mm -hmm. it's basically a population of 
poems. Yes. You'd say. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, um, when you guys listen to this, <laughs> as you can see, they're, the poems are very meaningful, mm-hmm. very powerful, and uh, full of substance. Thank what you. What I'm saying. Just like off of some of your, your topics. Yes. One of your topics. We see the truth of our circumstances mm-hmm. every day. Yes. Um, it seems to me that we accept these terms without consideration. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading some, some topics yes. here. Mm-hmm. Um, this skin. Ooh, this skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's ooh, do that for okay. a second. <laughs> <laughs> so that combats to bleach or not the, to bleach. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll read this one. Yes. Says, this skin, this skin should not be a burden to you or to anyone. It is not a problem. It is not a curse. It should not be resented. It should not be feared. This skin is beautiful. Beautiful dark, beautiful brown, beautiful caramel. All the different shades and variations are beautiful. Each tone is unique. Each touch is uniquely soft. This skin I am proud of. This skin I treat with care. This skin I love. This skin is my armor. Yeah. That is yeah. powerful. Thank just you. basically um, what I got from it is just talking about self-love yeah. and loving yourself. All shades, all songs, because there's, um, within our race, there's still uh, discrimination yeah. against light. You know, light. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So what what is your... What was your inspiration from that? I know you said it goes along with to bleach or not to bleach. Yeah, and um, in writing this poem, as you see on the in the book, they're pretty much side by side. Mm-hmm. So you have you know the context of to bleach or not to bleach, and then the skin, mm-hmm. and um, it really is a celebration of the beauty of of black. You know, um, I I love who I am. I love my skin. I, I love my I love my people. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I just want to put it out there that yes, we, we are beautiful. Um, doesn't matter the shade, mm-hmm. however light, however dark, um, we're beautiful. And it's not a burden, people. It's not a burden. You know, some people carry that weight um, that it's a burden to be black. And that's just the, excuse my language, the bullshit of, of the history and the trauma and the oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just want to put it out there that, you know, we are beautiful. I love my skin. It's beautiful. Um, and it's not a burden to, to anyone. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, outside mm-hmm. of being an author, yes. you are an all-around artist. <laughs> Thank I'm going you. To say. So um, you also have, uh, you do some artist writing Art writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. art writing. Yes. Can you talk about that? Um, so that, I love writing and art, and um, I am an artist as well. I sculpt, and with art writing, it came about in one and two, have a not, another dialogue about writing pretty much about art. Um, I think criticism in general is, is done. It kind of, in a way, shouldn't even been a thing. Mm. You know, it, it really shouldn't. I feel you on that. It should have never even been a thing. <laughs> so, because you're talking about art that is so subjective, mm-hmm. something that someone may find, you know, dreadful, another person will find absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, I think what we can do is look at what is being presented and, and have a dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the platform that I launched a few weeks ago, it's called Subjective Musings. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a way, it's just showing another perspective in writing about art 
paying attention to what the overall message is. And granted, that could be different for, for anyone to an extent, but I'm really paying attention to what the artist is presenting um, and kind of dissecting it to an extent and having a conversation about it. So you're yeah. appreciating the art like with, with the artist and not necessarily criticizing no. their work. Yeah, no criticism. And um, even to say that I may not like the exhibition, I still, you know, talk about, you know, the work in general. Like what am I picking up from the intention right. of what they're what they're trying to say. Right. So I, I still acknowledge that. Um, yeah, I, I still acknowledge that. I think that's very important to be able to appreciate someone's work without mm -hmm. the criticism to look at it almost like you're looking at it from their perspective mm -hmm. you know because when they created this like where did this come from this came from a place inside of them yeah. whether you like it you think it's the most beautiful thing in the yeah. world or not so much it still mm -hmm. came from a place with, with within a person that, yes. that they brought it to life so i think exactly. that's amazing that you're you're taking the time to appreciate the artist's work and not necessarily to point out what's wrong Yeah, and with it. you know, I love how you broke that down because, um, for example, I recently saw an exhibition of uh, Piero uh, Manzoni mm -hmm. and uh, he's a conceptual artist and it's just one with conceptual art, I think sometimes it throws people. But when I went to see the exhibition and you know, you're talking about painting, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going through a gallery and you're seeing, you know, newspaper wrappings and um, kind of styrofoam and, and fabric in a frame that's listed as painting. Um, one, it, it's one of those things of whether, you know, it's a joke or, or whichever, but I think there's still something, something to be said. Um, I would read his piece. Do we have enough time to read it? Yeah. That I wrote? Just to kind of give a, a context of um, what it is that I was pretty much getting at. Okay. All right, so Piero Manzoni's paintings are a representation of what the imagination does and how we push the limits of what is or what could be with the undertone of a joke. It's quite comical when walking through a gallery and seeing a painting of a bread painted white within a frame. It confronts one with laughter in viewing synthetic fabric in the context of art. This is a survey of materials used and presented within a context of painting, but not necessarily. The idea of Manzoni's work and, this ex and what this exhibition poses is the severity of the works that are presented. Do we deny them? Do we accept them? What are we experiencing with the actuality of this work? Perhaps it is there intentionally to bother us with the seriousness of whether this is art or could be art. And so what if it is art? In Piero Manzoni's work, there is something troubling about the diversion of the traditional imagery and style of painting and what is then used in replacement of tradition bread, synthetic fiber, pebbles, colon, polyesterine balls, and pretty much glass pieces. It is unsettling, an obscure intention of art or joke. So it's, once again, it's not going there and bashing that, you know, what the heck is this on a wall, but it's really acknowledging that there's something about it that is pushing some kind of limit. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's how I, how I approach it. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, you have a, a beautiful way of sculpting, I'm going to say, and crafting words. Uh, thank you. Really, really great. 
Um, so I'm going to give you a word and I want you to expound on this. And this is a theme that um, we were talking about earlier. Consistency. Yes. Um, so consistency is day in, day out. Um, I think however small it is, whatever step you can take in you know, pursuing your work or your dreams or your passion um, is to figure out what that process is for you, but to take a daily step towards it. Um, even on days, you know, as I mentioned, that if you may not feel up to it or have that energy, that you still go and and do and show up. Right. We're That's very about important. Creating in spite of. Yeah. yeah. Which I love how you break that down. Um, I think that's so dope. Creating in spite of. Um, but it's really showing up no matter what that energy is or how your day may have been um, Because I think it's so important to be consistent in the message that you're sharing or your voice or your work It can't just be you know, I'll do this moment and then Nothing like people want to have some kind of dialogue and engagement and to do that you have to be consistent about it so and I mean that's something that I'm, I'm still growing within but i'm right. very aware of it right yeah right. constantly evolving and yeah. growing as an artist um the next word okay inspiration mm. kind of almost gave me chills on that one uh inspiration now i don't know if this may be off, off topic but three values that that i have for me my life um, and my work is that, you know, I, I want to be happy, creative, and passionate. Um, when I'm in those states, I think that's kind of where that inspiration comes from as well. Um, I've been through a lot within my life personally, um, family and so on and so forth. So to be happy, creative, and passionate inspires, inspires my work. Yeah. To be happy, creative, and passionate. Yeah. Like, I, I draw inspiration from that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. My next word mm-hmm. for you is love. Mm. <laughs> You're getting me emotional here. <laughs> um, love is a, is a tough one has been a tough one for me. I wasn't planning on, I guess, even going there, but it's been a tricky one for me. Uh, I'm very compassionate, I'm very loving, um, but I find that in terms of um, family situations, it it's, hasn't really been contributed. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. How important is it for you to um, incorporate I would say because um, I look at love as being un- unconditional mm-hmm. and so how important is it for you to incorporate love in what you do it's it's very important but I think for me it it comes from um, self-love um, and from within but if we're approaching it in another aspect in terms of relationships and and you know family then it's a different different matter for me um, but it's been an internal thing for me um, in terms of my, my background and, and what I've been through. Mm-hmm. 
kind of hesitating to, to mm-hmm. talk about it, but the, the truth is that I come from a... I look at it in the sense that the family that I came through, um, I never really belonged to them mm-hmm. in terms of how they treated me. Um, I was always an outcast, and I was abused in, in certain... In, I was abused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you know to an extent being abandoned by my mom at such a young age that's been a a painful suffering process for me so love has really just been me being there for me and protecting me and and loving me and my work Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how i I relate to it in that sense Mm -hmm. i am very loving and compassionate Mm -hmm. but i still have my scars and pain from from what i've gone through with my family yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Same, I do as well. Um, would you say though that everything that mm-hmm. you um, have been through yeah. has inspired your current um, work in it, some way? It has. It it has ex- inspired my my life and, and who I am mm-hmm. um, because because of what I went through and because I was always on the outside. I've been able to observe and see and, and right. learn. You know, when you're on the outside, you get to see a lot of things that most people look past. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm very intuitive with that mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't an outcast. Mm-hmm. So I was always on the outside, you know, looking in. Mm-hmm. And through that, I, I've been an observer. Mm. So that has made me very intuitive. Um, but I mean, it, it's. It's just one of those things. I don't know. It it has helped me and, and mold me into to being who I am. Mm-hmm. So despite how hard it has been, I, I, I wouldn't change. Right. I wouldn't change it because it really has molded, you know, my perspective and, and everything. Um, and I even realized this when I was much younger going through that. I always wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about it and... And still processing emotionally what I've gone through, I was like, "Wow, you know, you went through this shit." And at so, and I was like, "Wow, you know, young Chantel or seven-year-old Chantel and or six-year-old Chantel, like you just wanted to be happy." Mm-hmm. So, hence where it comes from: happiness, creativity, yeah. and, and passion. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you we have that right. It's our I feel like it's mm-hmm. our birthright. Yeah. To be happy, to be here, to be happy, to mm-hmm. connect, to create. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the outcasts because I was <laughs> first of all I was I definitely can relate to you mm-hmm. on that in terms of feeling like an outcast because I did as well. Yeah. What would you say? What advice oh would you gosh, give <laughs> to um, someone who who's in that position now who feels like? They're an outcast who may be going through, um, you know, situations of abuse, of not being accepted by their family. Yeah. What What would you say now, someone who has gone through that and, and it's a tough here one. now? Um, it's it really is hard. All I can say is just for me, I I knew something wasn't right about it, but. Being that young, I, I couldn't really process, you know, what is. Um, so pretty much where I am in my life right now and why I push myself so hard is that I'm legit fighting for a life I never thought I would have. Mm. Yeah. 
sorry yeah so i it it really depends on the mindset of of you know where that person is within within their life there is no manual as to how to go about it Mm -hmm. i think depending on whatever situation you may be going through or suffering through it it has to be something that's coming from within to either want better or to aspire for you know for something for something else Mm -hmm. um so that's what i was saying that for me it was it's kind of weird to be like wow you were really in such a dark you know place where the people who are supposed to take care of you are the ones that are are Mm. harming you but through it all you just wanted to be happy i don't know where the heck that came from but that was always there so i think it it depends on the individual um what is coming from within and Mm -hmm. and what they may want despite what they're going through i feel like that wanting to be happy came from a natural place because yeah. again that 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 is our our, our birthright you know yeah. i feel like our um that's who we naturally are as spirits yeah. but people beautiful. try to snuff that out though yeah yeah and it can be snuffed Definitely. out at such an early age Definitely. and i even till now i'm i'm so baffled by that mm-hmm. you know that i think about six-year-old chantelle or seven-year-old chantelle and i'm baffled that you know despite everything that i was going through so young that i still wanted to be happy mm-hmm. so and and at such a young age that can be snuffed out yeah. and my life could have went in a completely Maybe. different direction yeah. but that i easily. feel like your your strength and, and your courage um is a part of the elements i would say that that held you together and still having that that wanting yeah you know the wanting to be happy yeah i honestly didn't expect wow. to even go there family because i am very private mm-hmm. and um i know it's gonna come to certain you know time and sharing that part of me um but it, i'm still healing so yeah i, I don't want to put that out there mm-hmm. in that capacity but um i know in time people will get to know yeah. me and a, a little bit more um and uh, i think a beautiful thing though like even right now with us having this conversation um is this is a part of your healing process in a way you know of being able to release that and really you know analyze well wow like this girl at six or seven years old all that she was going through she still just wanted to be happy and then to look at everything that you have accomplished now and everything that you are evolving to be you know because i like i told you yesterday like you're a big fucking deal you know what i'm saying and like you're only getting better and i'm i'm very excited of you for you um Thank As you. you continue, you know, on your journey, I'm very proud of you and your strength and the courage that you had to, to keep it moving and be determined yeah. to um, to grow from that place that mm-hmm. you were in. Yeah, and it goes back to where I've uh, come down to it is that I'm fighting for a life I, I never thought I would have. You know, when I think about when I was much younger. All this stuff that I'm doing now was never was never a, a dream. I didn't have dreams when I was much younger. It was just kind of you know how to get through this pain that I'm and, and suffering that I'm going through. So sometimes it, it does throw me that you know I, I find that I'm always a late a late bloomer or a late comer because I'm still processing from from my experience. So all of this that I'm doing and my, you know, developing my writing and discovering that passion and that talent, these are things that I'm discovering now. I, when I was younger, I didn't have that 
that luxury to think about what I wanted to be that was never a thought. And I think that's what makes this so much more crazy mm-hmm. is that I, everything I'm doing now that I'm bringing to fruition is something that I'm discovering now and, and letting out. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I, I, didn't, I never dreamt about who I was gonna be or what I wanted to do. And I, I didn't have that space, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I keep kicking my ass to just keep going. Right. <laughs> keep going. So for yeah. all of the, the fighters out there, because we're, <laughs> we're all in this together, you know, the, as mm-hmm. far as like the, the process of life. And yeah. um, you just said something about like you felt like a, a late bloomer in that aspect. Yeah. Me too. But I feel like it's a great testament that, you know, first of all, it's never too late yeah. to do what the fuck you Absolutely. want to do mm-hmm. like what 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 do we say yesterday like why the fuck not yeah. just do it you know <laughs> yeah and um so i'm saying to all of the people that feel like they're they're in that fight mm-hmm. to to get what they never could imagine you mm-hmm. know um to to have it's to to keep fighting and keep Mm -hmm. believing I should say keep believing and allowing yourself to to be guided yeah you know um um to be guided in the in the direction that you Mm -hmm. feel to go in yeah and to to even one add to it is that wow this interview is gone completely (laughs) (laughs) but it's beautiful though um when I was also numb for years and when you're in that state as i said you know you're not having those thoughts of you know what are your dreams and passion you kind of have to go through a healing process to thaw out and that's kind of what i had to go through and and really face you know my my experience and to face me and how that has shaped me um to to thaw out and then kind of let Mm -hmm. you know something something Mm -hmm. else flow Mm -hmm. so it's just it's a healing process you know depending on what you know each individual has gone through i for me it it really has been um healing acknowledging and and sifting and processing that mentally and then now i'm i'm because i i say to myself like wow you know i'm at a place in my life where now i can let that out Mm -hmm. and and create and just Mm -hmm. attack these things and and go for it right and it just flows yeah one thing i will point out is um when it comes to healing, because you just mentioned that yeah. you said four years, about four years of feeling numb. Many years, you yeah. Know? Many years. Um, and again, that's something that mm-hmm. I can relate to mm-hmm. you with that. Like, I, I built up a crazy wall after things that, you know, I've been through. But one thing I will point out is um, to not put a, a, a date. Mm-hmm. I should say, or expiration date oh, on yeah. your healing process, mm-hmm. because you know you can think you're perfectly, you know, fine, and mm-hmm. then you can either hear something, see yeah. something that it triggers, triggers. Oh, yeah. something, you know, from your past, and then you're like, oh shit, I'm dealing with this again. I thought I was over it, but it's still a part of the healing. But be be easy with yourself in that process if that does come up if those yeah. emotions come up you know don't be so hard on yourself it's like oh i thought i was over this yeah, no, no it's be, a lifelong yeah, journey yeah it's a lifelong journey yeah. of of evolving constantly mm-hmm. evolving and growing but just be what i'm learning is to mm-hmm. be kind to myself in that process yes. of of healing you know because mm-hmm. again some of that 
some of those old wounds are, I mean, from birth, from childhood, you know, on up. So, and in your healing process, be patient and mm -hmm. be kind to yourself. Yeah, that's well that's said. Thing I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very well said, and, and it's it's the truth. You mm -hmm. know, it's going to take however many time it's going to take. Um, but what I've acknowledged is that I'm. This is going to be a lifelong journey and process of healing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. And to, as I you know said, to be in this position where I'm unleashing, and mm -hmm. you know I've I've found myself. Yes. You know I I found myself, and I've envisioned now the life that I that yeah. I want to create of you know writing and and creating art. Um, that fuels me so much because now I, now I have a dream and, and right. that vision and it took time to, to get there. Um, so with that, I'm literally just on a journey and process of mastery, you know, and getting, growing within my writing and artwork and, and stuff like that. And as a person too. Mm -hmm. um, so to, to be able to do these work and to keep growing in it and even thinking about my next book and right. um, it's, it's pretty pretty cool that's amazing yeah um, thank you so much for <laughs> for like sitting down talking we've been having such amazing conversations and that within itself for me is a manifestation because mm -hmm. it's just like I, I love I love talking and connecting with people yeah. when you when you talk have something to say and, and yes. talk about something of substance and we can share experiences mm -hmm. and learning from it you know it, that inspires me so much mm -hmm. so I appreciate you you're amazing <laughs> can you, you um, tell us where we can purchase your books yes um, so what I want you to know and never leave home without your butterflies are both available on amazon.com uh, awesome. what I want you to Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, Amazon. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so both are available on Amazon.com. Uh, what I want you to know is currently available um, through my website, ChantelRose.com. Uh, Never Leave Home Without Your Butterflies will be available to purchase it through there as well um, so that you'll have two platforms um, to go to. Yeah. And, you know, when you do get your copy, share it reach out to me. I'm very open and um, accessible. I, I would love to have these dialogues and conversations um, about these important subject matters. So, you know, that's that's it for me. I want to communicate to the people um, and I want to have a communication with the people. Um, and, and let's talk about these things. Yeah. Awesome. I encourage everyone to support mm -hmm. this beautiful, <laughs> amazing soul. And I am so looking forward to everything that you have thank you going on like it's it's amazing you're amazing <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs>